hey, hey, welcome to Unapologetically Feminine, the space where all of you is welcome and celebrated. I am your host, Jane Wynn, and my intention here is to support, empower, and celebrate women to say yes to the most epic, radiant, turn on and juicy as fuck version of themselves and to experience the most orgasmic, ecstatic, open to God kind of relationship and intimacy. Join me on this show will be some of the most amazing souls, revolutionaries, potent creatives, teachers and devotees to the feminine art. This is a space with potent transmissions, intimacy, open-hearted conversations, laughters, tears, and everything in between. So let's go and let's play. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Feminine. So in today's episode, I have a beautiful man, um, a dear brother of mine, Dave Charles, to come and share about man masculine and their relationship with women. And one of the reasons why I feel like it's so important for us to hear from men is because It is about the union. It is about the relationship where we get to dance together and not understanding men and how they see the world, how they receive women, how they receive the feminine, create this illusion that we live in like almost like in a bubble. And so with this episode, my intention is for you to understand we most like unveiling the curtain behind like how men show up in their purpose in their power and how women can fully support that and also rise in power with men so a little bit about dave dave is a revolutionary leader in men's work he's leading the way in awakening the powerful masculine by working with men to connect to their embodied power strength certainty and direction. It's going to be a very juicy episode and I can't wait to dive in. So let's go. Oh, so today I've got Mr. Dave Charles, <laughs> um, one of my, yeah, like closest dear, dear friend, um, yeah, who's here with me and we're going to jam on some amazing, like really like juicy topic around masculine, feminine, men, women, relationships and everything in between. But before we go ahead, I would love for you, Dave, to introduce yourself and share a little bit about you. Awesome. Cool. So, yeah, my name is Dave. Um, I, basically, my journey has been one of, of just like self-exploration and yeah, just really listening to what's calling me. So it's like led me in heaps of different directions from starting uh, sort of like my working career as, a, as an electrician. But when I was younger, doing a lot of scouts and like adventuring and leadership stuff. Um, and then, yeah, onto like, yeah, property development and share trading and, and sort of like more sort of like NLP um, type like personal development. 
Um, and then just being led on a path around like masculinity, exploring my own masculinity, exploring that with, with clients, exploring the dark masculine, exploring masculine and feminine. Um, yeah, it's like something that I've really devoted my life to, like self-exploration um, and development and yeah, just like really listening to what like my own path and and yeah, kind of doing things a little bit differently. So, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> I just love seeing your face. Um, so for those that don't know, like Dave and I have journeyed quite deeply um, in one of the containers, and so he was holding the pole of dark masculine journey at the time, and I was yeah doing dark feminine work, and we jam really well because they're obviously what we're journeying with was at the time was quite controversial and taboo and different. And it literally yeah. felt like two naughty kids in the corner, you know, and I, I love, I every time I reflect back on that, I'm like, wow, what a journey. And I just love you as a person. And now like more and more, I see how integrated you are in your being and it's been such a powerful journey to witness you from really like alpha, fiery to now very integrated and still hold that pole quite strongly. Um, I would love for you to share that with, yeah, with people and yeah, I mean, like shed the light to what has that been for you to really claim that dark masculine, alpha, fiery part of you and now kind of almost like come back to a bit of a neutrality of like not having to prove yourself to anyone mm, yeah cool so yeah when I reflect on it like when um, like in my childhood I was a very rebellious child it was kind of like the kid that like you say don't do that and then I have to go and do it um, so like looking at my journey it was one from being like if we talk about um, like reactive or overactive mm. to mm. then um, like underactive or repressed. Like when I was younger, I was definitely more of the reactive, I had super strong, um, super strong emotions, a lot of anger, a lot of rage, um, a lot of fire, a lot of fire. Mm. Um, and yeah, through sort of like my early 20s, I realized that I was um, essentially like burning up a lot of relationships and the I was also burning myself out and I was lacking a deeper connection. Like I was very much lacking a deeper connection. And yeah, that took me on a really big journey of like um, starting to slow down and listen deeper. And I mm -hmm. kind of swung then more into like a underactive, um, almost like repressed, much more going with the flow. When I was younger, I was very like, cool, this is where I'm going. This is what's happening um, I'm going to do it no matter what, that sort of, that sort of flavor. And then, yeah, swung more into like a surrender, um, flow, but I also wasn't connected. I wasn't, I didn't feel deeply connected to myself because there was like a disowning of the parts. Mm. Um, and that re-entering of like that, that fire was like around the time where I started exploring more with dark masculine stuff. And like consciously exploring that aspect. And it felt like a huge reclaiming and re-ownership of my, my youthfulness and sort of like the natural energy that wants to come through me. Um, 
so yeah, there was sort of like this dance of like playing and like letting go of conditioning and um, like exploring like what is my true nature that wants to come through. And I feel like that's where the integration has sort of come in and come through where it's like having that deeper connection to everything that is and then also myself and the, the parts of me that are, that are driven, that are fiery, but also that can surrender and go with the flow. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I just have so much love for you. Like just sitting here and listening to you, I'm like, wow, what a journey and the man you've become. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember like as we journey with the dark, so much conditionings came up for both of us, but more yeah. so for you in terms of like because at the time, like, with this whole Me Too movement, right, like, it was huge. Yes. And how men kind of went and repressed all their sexual desires, all this, like, energy of take and penetrative. Yes. And I remember it was like you have to claim that spearhead and go, I am going this way no matter what. Yeah. And, oh, I have chills even talking about this. And, oh, I just remember, like, some moments of like breakdown and some moment of tears and anger. Like we went through so much yeah, and huge amount. Yeah. It, was just, it was, it felt so counter narrative, like around just everything else that was out there that like no one, no one was really speak. No one was speaking about it in that way. And it's like, I remember so many conversations, like conversations where almost the flavor of it was like, you're not crazy. <laughs> everything's great. Are we all? like for both of for, yeah yeah exactly but it's like everything's great everything's great it's like yeah 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 it's certainly a really really big one yeah really big journey mm. yeah and yeah just reflecting back I just realized how courageous you were because that at the time was I guess you know like the feminine's been rising for a while so yeah. I feel like me going to my dark feminine as crazy as it was or as dark or as deep it was, taking this move to really claim dark masculine frequency was huge for you. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. And I really had to like just embrace, like, yeah, embrace the potentiality of like the fears and like sit with the fears um, that, that my mind was telling me about what it would mean to embrace this. It's like, you're going to like, we get given so much imagery around what that energy does. Like just looking at our, our stories that we're we're given now. Mm. Um, As an example, like a lot of the dark masculine figures, like Lord of the Rings with, with Sauron and like the great eye, like the, he's the dark masculine and he's, he's evil, you know, Mm. Um, Hades is portrayed as, as an evil character when actually, when you look back at the the core of the mythology, he's, he wasn't an evil character. He he wasn't, um, yeah, he wasn't malicious. He was, yeah, he was just the God of the underworld. There was no, there wasn't a right or wrong or anything like Mm. that about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. And then moving into like the, just the, like so much of our society is built on religion, even though when so many of us aren't religious anymore, but it's like it's built around a religion, which is based around the sun god. And the, the dark is, 
is evil that we need to shine a light on it and then that ripples through um yeah again like mythology and our stories but also just through like personal consciousness as well in our own psyche and how we relate to those aspects of ourselves and yeah like that strength that power that sexuality the um yeah like the embodiment aspect yeah Mm. yeah yeah and it's so interesting because when I look at like movies like Fifty Shades, like how much money that made because yeah. it was actually yeah. capitalizing on yeah. dark masculine figure, which we have this deep desire. And I say we, a lot of women have this deep desire to be taken, to be ravished, you yeah. know. And, and yet it's something that we're so terrified of claiming or even voicing yes. because of the trauma that has been created in the past by immature, dark masculine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And even just looking like the like porn for men, like so mm. much of it is um, like strong masculine, like taking a woman and like, like it's it's on it's hundred percent in both psyche. Or even if you look at like so many of the movies that we watch, they're action movies where mm. there's like a, a like there's a lot of killing, there's a lot of death, there's like there can be like bloodlust and and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's it's in there. And even just thinking about like yeah, like how the shadow like the shadow can't just be repressed. Like it it will be expressed and seeing how that plays out through. Yeah, like war through um, mm. even like authoritarian um, control, like whether or not that's like in your, in the household, in, in the workplace, at a government level. Um, yeah. Like I seriously, I, I, I so strongly feel like this is like almost like the antidote to so many of them, the, the mask for the masculine, for the masculine's um, work. Like so mm. for the for the work that's there to be done for the masculine and for and for men. Because even mm. just like um when I think about dark masculine, it's like there's there's a strong level of like fire, of vitality, of aliveness in the body. There's like high testosterone as well. Mm. And it's super interesting that where our testosterone as a population for, for men is declining uh, quite rapidly. Compared to even compared to our fathers, um, a lot of male qualities are, are getting kind of swept away um, and and being diminished. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. It's super powerful work to do, and it's fucking scary. It's like it it can be really terrifying because you have got to meet a lot of the fears that we've been given through like our entire lives as men. Don't be too strong. Um, like even playing as children, don't be too strong. Make sure you don't hurt. Um, yeah, there's, there's so many. There's a lot of conditioning, is it? Even when you say that, it's like men need to be connected and emotional available, but not yeah. too available. Yes. You know, like yep. it's like you need to yep. be just the right amount. I'm like, yes. how fucked up is that? Like yes. in terms of control, like we're trying to even fit men in this box of like if you're this perfect right amount of emotional availability then that's great but if you're too vulnerable then you 
is you are weak and you can't hold me and yeah. I don't need you, that kind of thing. And it's so interesting because we kind of flip from a society where men were so disconnected and mm. kind of loop in these immature, dark, masculine kind of frequency into very feminized yeah. kind of space at the moment. Yeah. I get that is in a way a bit of a transitioning, but I feel like a lot of men are kind of stuck there. Yes. And they're just not sure what is that next step on their journey. Yeah. And like that next step is like my opinion, like the biggest one, because it's a complete leap. It, it feels like a leap into the void, like a leap into the complete unknown. Um, yeah. And, and today in today's society, like so many people are so busy with work. It's like they don't have, it's very easy to step over that, that inner listening and that, that calling to journey with the dark masculine. It's, mm. it's very easy to do it. Um, yeah. Even just looking at like some of the ways that it's expressed, like it's expressed through, uh, it can be expressed through exercise, through sport, through watching sport. Yeah. Movies, really anything like cars, even uh, hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Super and sex. Yeah. And sex as well. Yeah. Sex. yeah. 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 Um, it's so interesting um, to even, I guess, like what is, I would love to actually hear from you, what do you consider as dark masculine? Because, and obviously I'll share my experience with that, but I would love to hear from you because what's out there, you know, what's portrayed, and like I feel like there's a bit of a distortion. And from someone who's journeyed so deeply in your body, um, mm. I would love to, to hear yeah. Yeah. Like for me, because I get asked this question a fair bit, and it's a real, I find it really challenging to answer because, like, when I just listen without thinking about like coming up with an answer, it's just like every person's connection to it is different. Mm. And for me, it's like a real breaking down of the labels of like what we're, what we're told. And there's just a deep listening to like our, our body, our primal nature, our like gut knowing, our like our balls. Um, there's just a, a super deep listening. On another level, what I feel is like it's connected to the primal nature, like to our primal body, our primal instinct, our sexuality, the power in the body, um, the divinity in the body, um, the aliveness and vitality in the body. Um, there's a very much a, a like a a connection with strength and power. Mm. However, that shows up for that person. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things I'm really passionate about is like particularly with dark masculine stuff. It's like it's not there isn't a right way for it to look, mm. and it mm. isn't about like my expression of dark masculine is going to be different from any other man's on mm. this earth. Yes. Um, and yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think that that is part of the 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 jump. Yes. Um, like in in like magic and tantra, they speak about like the right hand path and the left hand path, and right hand path being more of like following certain steps to um, achieve connection with God. Left hand path is more about like basically forging your own path. Mm. And for me, there's a 
there's a deep connection with like dark masculine is following your own path, which is fucking scary. So that's where you meet the, the fucking, the scary unknown where you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's coming. You're meeting all your own conditioning. It's different from anyone else's. You've got different voices, different experiences. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, when you were saying about the left hand path, it's like, yeah, just the part where you meet your shit. Like, and yeah. I think that's, I guess, different from ascension model. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of what we've journeyed with, it's a dissension. So we descend down more in these human realms and more in, like you said, the guts, more yeah. in the, the darker soil, you know, the decaying parts of ourselves, more in this primal nature within our body and being. And through that, like when you look at nature, like if you go down to the earth, there's like muggets um, and like, you know, like decaying parts. That's part of the decay. It's actually the part of the dark because mm-hmm. there's a certain level of death that is required. And the, the reason why I find that it's terrifying for many because you can't see. You can't see what's ahead of you. You have to really trust. Yeah. And in that trusting is where your power is activated. It's not from like, oh, I'm going to do dark masculine journey and this other step A, B, C, and D. There's none of that shit. It's like what is here and you have to really learn to listen and trust your body. And trust that whatever comes up is for you to experience, to, to be initiated. And what I found, so journey with the body is body doesn't lie, right? And so you can talk on this level of like, this is dark masculine, this is dark feminine, and this is what you should do. But when you journey into the body, like if you have shame, like that part of that claiming your wholeness is claiming the parts of you that you suppress and judge and shame and bring them back into love. And I remember like vividly your journey into the path of enoughness. Like yeah. that's been such a powerful, I guess, like acknowledgement for me to, to share with you because through that, you know, I really saw the integrated parts of you coming more alive. Yes. Because distortion, what I've seen in the dark masses, like, you know, I've got power. This is the way. You know, yeah. I am the leader. You need to listen yeah. to me. Power's with me. A lot of the old, almost like dictatorship frequency and mm. energy, like very rah-rah, mm. right? Even though it's fiery, it's not coming from an integrated place and witnessing your journey of enoughness. Um, that has really shifted for me. And even for a lot of men, when you share that journey, so I would love like to hear yeah, that. It's really cool to hear that because I don't think about it that often, but just uh, like hearing it just shared back to me in that way. It's like, yeah, it really was the foundation for the dark masculine stuff. Um, I think it led me to be able to embrace and go on that journey mm. because it was it was not about anyone else. It mm. wasn't about like I think a lot of men are attracted to doing dark masculine stuff because they're like oh yeah you know it's like it's going to help me to have sex or it's going to help me in this way it's going to give me this outcome um and it can and does do that but it's it's like it's covering the surface layer it's not getting to actually what what you're being called to like the deeper 
like the deeper like soul fucking magnetism that's trying to like pull you into fully embodying it rather than just getting like a little sprinkle of it um yeah so yeah it just it really gave me a foundation for that because i wasn't doing it for anyone else i wasn't Mm -hmm. doing it to be um you know like seen as a more powerful man i certainly journeyed with noticing when that did come up and noticing like the parts of my ego that loved that aspect coming alive because it feels good and that's part that is part of it as well of like being with um something that i see with other men is like being with the like the parts of arrogance that can come up and the like the the um yeah like the because there is healthy arrogance but there's like unhealthy arrogance and confidence and and yeah yeah i kind of lost my train of thought but basically it's just like it yeah really created the foundation for me to meet earnestly and to go on that journey for myself it wasn't about other people it was about me and what what um yeah what was true for me yeah Yeah. yeah, I think there's a really powerful sentence you just said there. You went on the journey for yourself. Mm. And I yeah. think a lot of the initiation for men to go on this journey, you know, like, yes, at the back of the mind, think, yeah, I'm doing this for myself. But mostly it's like, how do I attract women? How do I lead women? How do I gain respect from women? Yeah. And yeah. what you just shared there was like such a critical distinction between yeah, the, the, the sovereignty piece of like mm-hmm. I am responsible for my journey, I'm doing this for me and no one else. Yeah, and yeah. so it kind of like detached from what do I get from women if I step into this? Yeah. And what am I, I guess, like um, responsible for creating for women if I step into this? And because that polarity, right, like we kind of get hooked and also we hook someone in through that dynamic Yes. Know that even for me, journeying like through this feminine and masculine, like I have to really let go of changing my man and let him be on his journey wherever he is. Because often we're like, you know, I'm the fucking queen. Where is the conscious man? (laughs) You know, like we're trying to like find that external validation Mm. instead of recognizing, like, for me being my feminine give me juice and it makes me happy and joyful and in flow regardless of the response from men. Like I do this me and it makes me feel so juicy and vibrant. And so the moment I detach from having a response from my man or any man in general, right, like I really found that kind of like, sovereignty and peace inside of myself because there was no longer like i give you this what are you giving to me yes yes yeah because it could be like uh, one way it could show up is like yeah i'm giving you you know my my dark masculine embodiment and i'm showing up as that and and you're going to give me approval you're going to give me self-worth or feeling enough because like look at look at how much of a man I am because I'm pleasing, like I'm pleasing you Mm. Um, or yeah, like the, um, or I'm also building your self-esteem because like 
you you've like you've got this like super you've got this strong dark masculine man that's connected with his sexuality and with his power and his embodiment and is super conscious because he's working with dark masculine like there's so many there's so many fucking <laughs> like there's so many like potential like spider webs um when when you're dealing with that it's almost like so it's it's I'd say it's basically inevitable that you're going to get snagged in something when you're running that, when you're running that codependency um, needing to be received. And I think that's a, that's a big thing for men to jump into the void of is detaching from how they're received. Mm-hmm. Um, because my experience of it is that in relating with people, people can say all the right, like people can be like, I want to, you know, I want you to express my dark masculine with me like that could be male friends female partners or whatever but it's like when it comes down to it like i've had so many people say that and then get super triggered when like i'm expressing that part because it's like well i'm connected to what's real for me i'm not needing anything from you um and if there was that attachment or there was that expectation it's like that's yeah, that stops me from going on that path for myself. Is that making sense? I'm kind of feel yeah. like I'm weaving in quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like it reminds me of almost like like a, there's a performative side of yeah. that. In, yeah. Like you know how women like we bring our sex and we can dance, we can move a certain way, and that's like create magnetism. But we're doing that for the other person, you know, yes. for someone rather than say, like, hey, how do I move to for me? That yes. makes it juicy and alive, and and then the the overflow of that. Sure, it creates magnetism, but I'm not doing that just so I can get some something from you. Exactly. And I think what you share, just like vipers, are like men, like turn up the heat in terms of dark masculine. Like I'm going to be this man for you. Yes. yes. And it's so interesting, and it's so beautiful to hear this from men as well, because mm. almost like. I guess it's subtle and it's there, yeah, but I must say we never really put language to like, wow, men ought to have the pressure to perform for women. Oh, shit, yeah, for sure. And even just seeing like with with sex, like a big thing around um, like a man being able to uh, with calibration penetrate, it's like a man that's journeying with or that's d- like doing dark, doing dark masculine for acceptance um or for like some sort of codependency that for me it's like when there's that there's a there's a disconnection from deeper listening and i think that can also lead to like deeper trauma because there could be he could be running this conditioning as an example that i need to be a strong Mm. certain um penetrative man but he's not listening to what's actually going on um, and for me, like any time there's like a disconnect or there's there's low self-worth, there's the potentiality for that to happen. There's a potentiality to not listen to what's actually happening in that moment um, and to, yeah, to bypass, to step over, to, to be more forceful because at the end of the day, there's not a maturity there. Like mm-hmm. if there's that, that disconnect, if there's that, that needing, needing uh, acceptance, needing love, whatever, yeah, there's like a, yeah, there's a real disconnect. There isn't a true listening because what happens if listening to it, listening to what's actually truthful and real 
is going to affect his low self-worth and ability to express the part of himself that gives self-worth. Like once if he's connecting with a woman and, and he has this need to express his strength, but that's not actually in the field, what happens there? Mm-hmm. Like does he just express it anyway? And that's how trauma happens. That that's how like non-consensual sex can happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's such a big web. Like when I think about dark masculine, there's such a web. Like it, it feels so different from um, like when I personally connect to the idea of light masculine where it feels like things are a little bit more, I don't know, like clear or logical or structured. Like for me, dark masculine is just like this fucking sea and there's no right or wrong. There's just, um, there's almost just like there's truth and there's like personal truth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Um there was something you said about coming to the void. And I remember you or we had this conversation around how important it is for men to unplug from, I guess, firstly, his mother, which mm-hmm. is the first source of the feminine, and then also women in general, which is obviously his connection with the feminine and actually pluck back into the void, the mother, mm. you know, the earth yeah. um, to receive that. I would love for you to share that because that is such a powerful, I guess, turning point for any men on this journey, especially when it comes to like now we're t- touching on like relating and sex. Like I would love to hear that from you and that journey for you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like back in tribal days, that was part of the initiation of becoming a man. It's like the man, uh, the boy was, and it happened differently in each, in each culture, but there were some cultures where um, like the men would come and basically kidnap the boys and the women knew that it was going to happen, but they would put up like a, like, Oh my, my precious <laughs> boy, you're taking him away. But it was like a, a disconnect um a disconnect from the mother and there was a connection then to the great mother to earth um and it wasn't so much like masculine and it wasn't like masculine feminine it was more like mother and earth and nature um and that kind of and but that was something that was that was like part of becoming a man and so many people like with um so many people or women that I speak to, it's like their partners are still relating to their mother as, as like the mother or as like the, um, the uh, like almost like they're more cherished than what their partners are, which mm. is so backwards because there's still that connection. And in some cultures, like the, there was real a real taking away from the mother as well. And there wasn't because like the mothers, it's like in particular in today's culture, like mums don't want to give up their their connection with their son. There's actually a book called Iron John, um, where in the story it's a man, a book about becoming a man, essentially, and about almost like dark masculine. There's a little bit of that aspect there. There's like part of the, the journey of descent. But it speaks about the boy has to take his key from underneath, the key for the wild man from underneath his mother's pillowcase because she won't freely want to give it up. 
And I see that more playing out in today's culture where, um, yeah, like boys, when they're, when they're turned to men, mothers can try and keep them in that dependent role because it can, it, like for so many reasons, like it can be like an identity thing, it can be a love, acceptance, all, all the stuff we've already spoken about. Um, but it, it really is the, the crux of becoming a man. Of disconnecting from the mother and connecting to the great mother and finding that connection where it's not dependent on anyone else. Mm. Mm. I love that. And yeah, it's such a big, yeah, I guess like it's such a big conditioning in terms yeah. of, I guess a lot of, you know, mothers don't want their son to be turning out like, you know, assholes and, (laughs) you know, like really mean. And a lot of it, I think, is a trauma caused by the dark masculine. And so in a way, like we are trying to tame men and even it shows up even in relating with just men and women's like men need to be this way. You can be dark masculine but not too dark, not too aggressive, you know. And, And, yes, here we are. In our feminine expressions, like I'm raging, and you're meant to be this solid rock and take what I'm saying. Like it's so interesting to see this from both sides and see how I guess still a lot of suppression around dark masculine. We want to be taken, right? We want to be led, but we still want control. So it's just yeah. so interesting of like yeah. this weird dance. <laughs> And yeah, I it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> like, and and just like my journey with dark masculine has helped me to unplug from a lot of that stuff mm. and just listen to, yeah, like what's showing up, like in relating with someone, uh, and just yeah, just listening to what's there, yeah. Yeah, I think what what you're sharing is like an embodiment piece, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, totally. Like you go. Yeah, I was just going to, like we were talking before, just before we jumped on about vulnerability. And for me, mm. that's like, because there's so, there's so much uh, like contradictory things about like men becoming more, like more emotionally connected, more vulnerable. There's one school of thought that's like men, men need to connect more to that and share that with women. But then mm. when they do that, there can be like a lack of polarity. Um, and for me, that comes back to the connection with the mother. If a man hasn't built his connection with like the internal feminine great mother, then he will be looking, he'll, he'll just like see, he'll see mummy in, in, in women. And so the sharing of vulnerability has a very different flavor when, um, there's still part of his psyche that's looking for, for mum. And that is the confusion that I see a lot. It's like there's, um, yeah, it's like the middle path. There's vulnerability spoken about, yeah, that men need to be expressing it. There's another side that talk about men not expressing it at all because that's going to fuck polarity. It's like there's a middle path and, yeah, like a deeper antidote, which is men being connected to the great mother. Mm. That allows men to be cleanly vulnerable while not needing like mummy in their mm. partner to mm. step forward and look after them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same goes for women. Yeah. You're not looking yeah. for daddy to say, mm. not looking for daddy to hold. And like that's why I'm so 
like I'm all for feminine expressions, right? But so much of that also requires, again, self-responsibility, you know, for your own body, for your own emotions, for your own channel. Like you have to hold that. You have to clean that. You have to create space for that. And men kind of like they're there, but they're not responsible for you. Like Mm -hmm. sure you can ask that in a way that, feels nourishing for you both, but that's not their responsibility. And I hear this a lot from women's like, I want a man to hold me. I want him to be a solid rock. I'm like, that is such a conditional kind of relating. We're like tick for tap. I'm yeah. showing up my feminine. You need to hold me. Mm. And it just drives me insane. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting topic. Um, yeah, even like with dark masculine, dark feminine as well with that is that um, there's this one post that I saw and often I don't like I don't like things like when other people are speaking about dark masculine. Uh, it's very rare that I like it, <laughs> what, what's being spoken about. And, and there was this one particular thing though, it was like this one, it was like an Instagram post and one of the tiles was something about like... Um, dark masculine putting the power back it's like calling a woman forward into her own power as well it's and i feel that just in what you're speaking about it's like and that can be deeply challenging because it's like well yeah i will hold space for you and also it's not my role to hold space like that's yes. not that's not my that's not why i'm here it's not why i'm relating to you where where I believe that you're a powerful being and a powerful woman that you can hold yourself and be sovereign um, without also being like the sort of like the avoidant attachment or the, like the independent, because there is, yeah, there is, there, there can be that shadow as well. It's like, I'm not dealing with your, your emotions. They're yours. Put them over there. They're not, yeah. Come back to me when you're sorted. It's not <laughs> like that, but yeah. Do you get the. Yeah. 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 Um, this reminds me of like when I did um, Dancing Across for Men, like I was assisting. I remember like every time the old conditioning came up for me because uh, for those of you who don't know, Dancing Across for Men at the time that happened was for men to connect to their deep feminine, right? And so I won't go into like obviously like the, the debate around like inner masculine and feminine. That's not what. I'm talking about, but more so it's this seeing men connect to their own connection of feminine was really challenging, really challenging. Mm. And, I mean, like I've done a lot of work in terms of really holding my centre, but a lot of the old conditionings came up of like, well, they vulnerable, right? They breaking down, they emotional. Who's going to hold me? And it's such an unconscious thing because we've been conditioned, obviously, through fairy tales and through all of these movies that men are our heroes, that we rely on them, that in some way deep in our unconscious that they're here to rescue us. And even though we've done all this work, we know that men, like, it's so deep, like, it's deep in our womb, like, for Thousands of years men have been going to war to protect. And so I remember that coming up and I go, wow, like how deeply seated this conditioning was 
And it really pulled me to recognize like, wow, what kind of pressure we unconsciously place on men and stop them from just being human. Mm, yes. Yeah, exactly. And and working it out. Like they're like yes. men are also working out like a, um, a partner, Amy, like she she wrote something about like um like we expect men to be so calibrated and perfect with their expression of power and not realizing that they're on their 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 journey to embrace and accept and to calibrate their their like their masculinity and their masculine power and their like their penetrativeness. Like yeah. I love that. Like expect men to be like, you know, perfect and super clean and able to like can like know exactly where the woman's at, like in terms of penetration or receptivity, and be able to do that dance. So it's not, it's not real. Um, what I was actually seeing, you were talking about like the hero and the rescuer. The, it's like the knight, the white knight in in shining armor, because <laughs> and just like sort of like light the disconnected light masculine from from uh, like light masculine disconnect from from the dark masculine is that like hero protector you know i'm just gonna sit here and hold space for you um there's a diff yeah there's definitely a different flavor for me from dark masculine for that yeah i am able to sit in in the chaos and also it's like this is like it's your this is your journey yeah Mm. yeah and i'm not going to entertain codependency in that way i will support you and i back you and um yeah, I, I will help you, but I'm also I'm not. Yeah, yeah, not responsible for you. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's such a it's such a dance, and and even just like we talk, like I mentioned about the accepting men on their own journey. It's like finding that can be a real dance as well. That balance between, um, I'm creating space for you to share and to to express yourself and to express your vulnerability. And also you're a sovereign being and I'm not taking responsibility. I'm not going to process your emotions for you. Um, yeah. yeah, that can be. Oh, my guys, such, such a dance. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think is why embodiment is so important. And, and I believe like deeply in my heart that polarity has to be embodied. We can't talk polarity from concepts and frameworks and all these theories it, it just not working mm. and this what i found is like when we start talking polarity from that concept and men and women are disconnected there's like a role like yes, that we're yes. trying to fit each other into it's like you do this you show up as a dark masculine and i'm open i'm like that doesn't work because mm. When there's trauma, when you can't hold yourself, when you can't speak your truth, and we, when you can't calibrate the energy, none of this work because shit comes up and we're like, what the fuck? But I read the book. I listened to the yeah. framework, you know. I I'm- said this thing. I said it in this way. I had my posture like this. I was standing like a strong masculine man. What, the, what, the, what, what, what happened just then? <laughs> And I, I just love this conversation around embodied polarity mm. because it's and it's so not so much about I am embodying this so you can be that. It's just a constant dance of like, okay, where are we at? And constantly yes. calibrating the energy. And I, I think, you know, like when we look at sex, for example, 
if a woman is not ready, right, and man's like, my, my penis is erect, I am ready, I am leaving, and he jammed it in, it creates such trauma mm. and it can be considered as rape, right, because he just mm. so in his head and like, I am the man. And versus when he just like, oh, where are we at and having that patience and really like learning to create safety through his body, like the more he relaxed, the more he, you know, embody in himself, the more connected he is, then it's on to create this space where women don't have to be a certain way for men because women be like, oh, he's erect. I need to be ready. So I need to actually force myself to be open. Yes. And so I use sex as a metaphor because this happened in normal reality when we talk about, you know, polarity. And yet this whole constant calibration of like, oh, and checking in and calibrate and connect. And it's for me, polarity at the deepest seed of that is intimacy. It's beyond power. It is love. It is intimacy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I was just, because I was, when you were describing that, I was thinking about that. um, That's part of the reason why when I read just like people talking about masculine feminine, I don't like it because so many of the time it's like a checkbox or it's like they've heard someone else speaking about it and they're like, oh, yeah, so dark masculine is this, light masculine is that, or feminine is this, masculine is that. Like, and, it, it, yeah, it can be such a linear thing and mm. it's, life isn't like that. It's like we're in a, in a wash in a sea. Um, yeah, and it's not linear and the, and the contradiction is that one act could be masculine Mm. or it could be feminine. Like the same action could be the exact same thing. It's the embodiment that matters. Same with light masculine, dark masculine. A dark mat, like someone embodied and expressing dark masculine could do the exact same things as an example, like looking into someone's eyes. Light masculine could be doing that from just like a, you know, really open sitting Mm. with the same action, dark masculine. It's vastly different, but completely different. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a powerful topic and, you know, more and more like I, this is why I love, you know, talking to you and others about this topic because that key piece, which is embodiment, it's so missing in our space. And I guess like the importance of that, because like you said, you are doing this for yourself. Mm. And when we actually detach from it about the woman or about the relationship and we just come back to like, oh, what is my connection? Where am I at? Because the truth is this is where I have found that it's, it is exhausting for men to constantly being penetrative, right? Mm. Yep. Exhausting. And yep. Where and so I found there's so much empowerment that women hasn't actually many actually haven't experienced where we get to hold men. Mm. Doesn't mean you know like oh now I'm masculine and he's feminine. It's not that mm. because like I said, it is about love and you know like when like years ago you know years ago hundreds of years ago when men you know go to war and they come back like 
a woman's body, right? When he makes love to her, it's like a refuge for the kind of war he experienced externally. And that can mm-hmm. still be here in this context of like, you know, you can hold a man and it's still such a deep polarity of love because it's not about this frame like, oh, my God, I'm holding man and that means like he's weak and it's not that. Actually, there's so much power in letting go mm-hmm. of the roles and the the context and just like rest in this moment together. Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I was just seeing the difference between how that could look if a man was embodied and embraced in his, like embracing his personal power versus not. And mm. just the, like having that, that core, it just changes. It just changes. It's like the embodiment thing again, like the embodiment completely changes. Like one thing that I'm really passionate about is people exploring their own like their own um their own path and what's calling them earnestly doing that because yeah it just breaks down so many of the like the perceptions and the conditioning um and it helps people connect to who they are like this dark masculine is not better or worse than light masculine although it's in some circles it's spoken about like around this time as it's starting to gain some popularity it's like it's starting to be seen as like dark masculines like you know hot sexy smoldering all this <laughs> shit. but it's like it's not about that it's not better or worse i i have friends of mine that their natural frequency is like masculine like everyone has like sort of a little bit of a mixture but they might like they might be like 95 percent as weird as that might like 95% they got it like a little touch or a little flavor of it, but that's their natural frequency. And that's what feels best for them. Um, and being told otherwise, like being told mm. that they need to embrace their dark masculine more might actually not be true and might not lead them to a place of deeper connection with who they are, why they're here, any of that stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even that it's like, that's contradictory to what I was saying. And that's okay. Previously of like it being, I do believe it's the major antidote, but really the deeper thing is like listening and exploring and touching the different parts of our psyche and seeing what resonates, feeling where we have blocks, touching dark masculine, seeing if there's, there's what, what is brought up, what fear is brought up, exploring that. But that mm. also might not be the major, like I've, I feel dark masculine is, that's the majority of my path. Like when I look back at my life and the major, um, my major lesson and learning and reason why, like my natural core essence is that. Mm. Uh, it is that journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this conversation with you. And then like we can talk, like yes. we can talk, Dave and I, like every time we just jump on a call, it's like two hours. I was um, just thinking, like we didn't we didn't mention how long we wanted this one to be. Like, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> um, yeah, definitely, you have to come back, obviously. Um, yeah. and we'll we'll keep like diving in and exploring more of what I guess what's alive in the field, what's alive for us, because yeah, I don't want any of the interview to feel like, oh, what are the three tips? You know, that yeah. many. It's it's not that. 
this just feels like a transmission from your own living in body experience yeah. and vice versa. And I definitely will always love to have you back um, to share more and I'll put, um, I'll put down or up whatever the thing is about, you know, like where people can find you, mm. find more about your work. Um, I just, yeah, before you go, like I just want to celebrate you as this beautiful soul, this beautiful human. I love you. I am so deeply grateful to have journeyed with you, to have this beautiful friendship with you and like to call you like, you know, my soul brother. Like I just yeah. so love you and yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, it's just it's it's been such a beautiful uh mm. just evolution and and mm. yeah, yeah, just seeing us like doing like doing that, like that dark masculine, dark feminine journey and and what what's flowered since then as well. Um yeah. like in terms of like the work that we're offering to the world and, and that kind of stuff. Mm. It's really beautiful and powerful. So yeah, would definitely love to come back. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what an episode. I always love talking to Dave and every time I talk to him, I feel like I receive so much from the masculine. And this is the potency of this work that is so beyond just the information, like that through all the guest speakers coming in, we are receiving their transmission that is embodied in their body. And from that, there are activations, maybe triggers for you. And if you experience some sort of like activation and triggers, my invitation is to lean in, to really be curious and inquire about what that is. I'm going to put Dave's information um, on the blurb, so make sure you check him out. And if you have beautiful men in your life that you would love to rise with you in power, send them to Dave, right? Let's rise together. Let's come back to the union that we all deeply desire.